Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, you're listening to the DPC podcast. The podcast where we talk about all things what what was that? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> I think that might be my dog. <laughs> 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 like, just screaming. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. I'll start that from the beginning. Sorry. I love that cat. What was that? <laughs> Right, okay, I'm off. Hi, you're listening to the DPC podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things dead parent, the good, the bad, and the banter, hosted by Sam and Kat. So today we have a lady that approached me via a post that I posted on my local town sort of Facebook group, just promoting the podcast and stuff. And Laura messaged me saying that she'd be keen to get involved. So that was before Christmas. So Sam and I have finally got our acts together and sent some invitations out and stuff. And we have booked to do a podcast with Laura, who is here now. So if you'd like to say hi, Laura. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So Laura is obviously a local from Northwich. Um, She studied performance what was it what did you study at uni <laughs> writing directing and performance writing directing and performance at york university which is sam and i's rival uni because <laughs> we're from lancaster um and yep she's here today to tell us her story um after her it was your dad that passed away wasn't it laura it was yeah yeah her dad passed away earlier this year so we're really looking forward to this because we like having strangers on the show. It's really interesting to get somebody's full story. Whereas when it's people that we know, it's kind of easy to gloss over things that we might have already had an idea about. So, yeah, Laura, if you'd like to give just like a brief introduction to yourself mm-hmm. and then we'll carry on. All right. OK, so as you know, I'm Laura. Um, I'm from Northwich, born and bred. I went to University of York and did a bit of drama. Um, and I lost my dad back in May. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that wasn't great. God, that was. <laughs> I was. Um, I th- I don't know why I had March in my head, but May is like even. Yeah. <laughs> sooner. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, more recent. Yeah, May. May is so recent. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, 
so do you want to tell us like a bit of like a background about that then like yeah tell us what happened yeah tell, tell us your your story your really happy story okay well my lovely lovely story begins uh well <laughs> I think it really started around about January my dad started feeling a bit ill and we thought oh he's just got a bit of a tummy ball or something like that so you know he uh he, he finished work and whatnot around about what was it, April um and then I think it was like one day uh, we, we woke up and my mum saw him. She went, you look absolutely terrible. We need to call the ambulance. So we got, we, we took him into hospital. And uh, well, funnily enough, one of the doctors turned around to him and just said, well, what do you want us to do? You look fine to me. Um, <laughs> and I, said, oh, I know. Uh, and he said, well, I want you to make you better. I said, OK, well, I think you look fine, but I'll go and get a second opinion. So uh, then another doctor comes through and says, you look terrible. You absolutely look exhausted, dehydrated. And he really did. Like, if you look at pictures from, like, I don't know, like last year, like December or something, you know, he looked full. He was quite, you know, a broad man. He was quite full and whatnot. And he just looked like a skeleton. He looked like an old, frail man. Um, So... He was taken into hospital that day, and then the next day we got a call back from the hospital and said, we need to come in straight away. So we did, uh, and that's when they told us that he had secondary cancer of the esophagus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they said that it's also in his stomach, like all in his stomach. And then later on we found out that it was, like, in his liver, it was, like, in his bones, in his blood, probably, at that point. And then they were saying that it was probably... So at this point, it must have been, must have escalated to, like, stage four then, straight away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, well, they gave us a choice. They said, um, you know, we can give you the option of, uh, you know, treatment, or, or you can just wait it out. Uh, and we went back to my dad and said, well, what do you prefer to do? And he said, obviously... I'd rather not do the treatment because, you know, my mum's had cancer in the past as well. Um, and she took the chemo and it was just so horrible. It's a horrible thing to go through. Yeah. And at that point, I think we all knew that it was it was no help. And, you know, the last moments we had with him, we don't want him ill. We want him, you know, you know it's right yeah. mind kind of thing. Uh, so the, the doctor who told us about it, she said that, uh, that he had like about a year to live um, but just by locking it in we knew that that was just them being cautious uh, mm. so yeah so he was in there for about a week in hospital for about a week came back home uh, and he had like Midland nurses and whatnot looking after him and my mum said to the Midland nurse don't you know you know don't mess me around let me know, tell me now how long has he got? She said, just by looking at him, it looks like he's got less than a week left. <gasps> maybe maybe two weeks, something like that. So then we got him into St. Luke's Hospice. And then that was, yeah. Yeah, so we had got him into St. Luke's Hospice. And then um, I went off to Edinburgh with somebody, um, which had been booked for a while. 
and then I got a call the night he had actually been admitted into St Luke's. I got a call from my mum when I was in Edinburgh and said that he'd passed away. So I think it was like two weeks for him finding out that he'd actually got cancer. He died. Whoa. Oh, my God. Can I, can, hey. I, can I just say first, like, you are so brave to come on here and talk about this now because, one, it was quite recent, and two, that is, like, super traumatic. It wasn't fun, that's for sure. <laughs> you've you've already got you've already got like the bankers vibes clogged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, what what else he's supposed to do is just I don't want to be sat moping around, and I know my dad wouldn't want any any one of us sat moping around. There's only one thing you can do is move forward and and whatnot, and just look for the best. <laughs> Gosh, that's amazing that you've already got this this attitude it took me so long to get to this point I think it's different for everybody though isn't it really mm. I mean my brother he at the beginning he really really he let all his emotions out he was crying all the time which obvious um but now he won't really let you get upset he doesn't like it when you get upset because it'll make him cry and he doesn't want to cry yeah. uh, whereas now I'm at the point where I will get upset. Obviously, I'll cry um, about my dad and, and I'll have really bad days. But I let it out. And I think that's the main thing is, like, don't bottle it all up. Because if you bottle it up, then that's just making a really, really bad decision. Yeah, it's so true. Mm. Yeah. How old's your brother? And have you just got the one brother? Yeah, it's just the one brother. He's uh, 26 at the end of this month, actually. So quite close in age then yeah yeah we're, we're quite close as a family really which I think is really lucky like my my mum and I we obviously it's now just me and my mum in the house um so yeah it's really good that we're that so close because if we weren't I think it would be 10 times harder because you wouldn't have that you know each other to lean on and my mum needs me to lean on and on my bed days I get her to lean on as well that's nice so apart from your mum and your like immediate family um like who was around you at the time did you have a good group of friends around you and do you still do and stuff I've never been one to have a big group of friends but I really did have my close ones which is one friend in particular um you know he'll he'll he'd come and see me and he'd take me out but he'd he'd not make a big deal of my dad's death or anything like that it was just me and him and and my, my dad wasn't a factor in it which part of it I enjoyed not having to think about my dad but on the other half I do sort of I wish that I could felt I could have felt comfortable more comfortable talking about my dad because I think with friends it's harder because although it might be misplaced I think I found it difficult talking about my dad because you sort of think oh they're getting fed up about hearing that about him now which is probably completely wrong but that's how you feel when you especially with your yeah. friends anyway <laughs> but yeah I did have a, a good little little group of friends um, at the time I had uh my my boyfriend at the time um but then unfortunately that ended on my dad's funeral <laughs> so that wasn't <laughs> what yeah <laughs> was that was that your decisions when that relationship I don't particularly know. It's one of those ones. <laughs> um, I basically just asked him, is this going anywhere? And he said, 
no, I don't see you like that. So then that ended. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's lovely. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what a day that was. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, those those wines really did help me. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, like, in a way, it's kind of refreshing because you get to kind of, I think after after a parent dies, it gives you an excuse to pick and choose who you want close to you. Yeah, that is so true. Uh, it's like a cleanse. Yeah, it is. It's like uh, you just sort of, you don't need that in your life. You know, you can say, oh, well, yeah. obviously you weren't worth it. I can focus now on something a bit more worth my time, you know, which is me. At that point, I really needed to focus yeah. on me and my family. And that's all I really needed. Yeah. So it was good that you left. <laughs> Gosh. So did you stay in Edinburgh that weekend or was like, what What was that moment like? So when I got the call, it was basically one day into the, you know, the Edinburgh stay. Um, and my mum said, do you want to come home or do you want to stay? And that was like a big question. Like, what mm-hmm. do you do? Um, and I said, I'd, I'd rather stay in Edinburgh and go home now because I didn't want to you know it sounds so selfish but I didn't want to ruin my weekend which I've been planning for so many months (laughs) Um, and then come back to you know all these grieving people who wanted to ask me all these questions Mm. and everything I just wanted that time on my own with the person that I was with just to reflect and get ready for the the storm (laughs) ahead so you know one I thought that was a good choice sometimes looking back and I think I'd I wish I'd come home and be with family but I don't know I think you're always gonna think what if I did that what if I did this you're so right it's difficult really because after something like that happens to be honest with you it's just everybody's just all together and just kind of like crying and like it's a really mellow strange atmosphere and like mm. it's such a weird atmosphere so I suppose like I can't I can't blame you at all for being like you know what I'm gonna stay and kind of try and make the most of this mm. weekend that I've been planning so I think it probably did give you a bit of time to process and, and prepare mm. yeah but like it's I don't know that is such that's such a difficult decision to make I think really on the spot it, I don't know I think it's like one o'clock in the morning <laughs> I was like I don't know Oh yeah, one o'clock in the morning. Like I think the last thing I'd want to do as well is like try and travel back from Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. when you upset as well, it would not be an enjoyable journey. God, imagine as well. Like you're at the at the check-in desk. Like if you're flying or whatever, they're like, "Oh, you got a holiday." You're like, "No, Dad just dies." Like, it's got to be the most awkward. Thing. I feel so sorry for people who are like, "Oh, oh, you're having a really good time." I'm like, oh. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> "Well, no, not really." <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> how did your like partner like how did you approach telling your partner at the time because obviously you were with him when you got the phone call did you wake him up we were already awake like cause I think that's a really difficult thing to do as well like phoning people afterwards or telling people afterwards getting those words out of your mouth is so weird yeah um so I think I woke him up honestly because it was the phone call actually that woke him up as well um and think he sort of cottoned on just by the fact of how I was on the phone yeah. um and then I just I don't know because I just I didn't really 
it didn't really compute in my head for a moment, I think. It was just sort of, everything just went blank for a moment. And I went, okay. And then I just hung up. And then I was really, really quiet. And he didn't know what to do. Because mm. I think he knew. And he didn't know what to do. And he just sort of put his hand on my, my back. And then I just sort of broke down. <laughs> just like a crumbling mess. <laughs> and yeah, he was he just... He just lay with me and he just you know held me until I fell yeah. asleep there's not much you can do in that in that case really is there there's not much that anybody can do no I remember ringing Sam after my dad after my dad <laughs> definitely wasn't my dad that <laughs> after my mum died and just being like Sam she's dead and Sam just being like oh like I'm really sorry but even though Sam's been through it you still you can't say the right thing can you like yeah no I think I was um like I actually know where I was I was in uh, John Lewis in Milton Keynes and you rang me and I just did yeah you're right like even though I'd just been through it I didn't know what to say no like I think I just be like oh babe like (laughs) shit (laughs) shit I think it's hard I think it's harder to actually find something to say when you've lost someone because you know exactly what they're yeah. going through and you think, well, there's nothing I can say. Or, you know, there's no words for me to say anything because it's not going to help. Whereas I think people who haven't lost anybody, it's easier for them to say something because they don't understand. Yeah, like they can kind of rattle off like the same usual spiel, I suppose, can't they? Whereas when you've actually been through it, you know that that doesn't really work. Yeah, yeah. We need to find something that works because imagine, imagine if you just like rang me and said like your mum had died and I just just said nothing, <laughs> just standing in front of the phone like <laughs> silence. Awkward. You're like Sam. <laughs> well, I I actually called my boyfriend at the time straight after my mum died as well, and I was like, "What?" And he was whispering, and he's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "My mum's just died," and he was like, "Oh, um." I'm I'm just in the library and I was like, okay, never mind. Like, don't worry about it, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> oh she's like, no, never mind. <laughs> never mind. She'll take it tomorrow. <laughs> we'll try and get in a few hours' time then. When can you fit me in? <laughs> um, I actually had somebody message me on Instagram a few days ago saying, Hi Kat, like I know this is a bit like random or whatever, but my friend's mum died really suddenly last night. Um, I've known her mum since I was a kid. We're really close family friends. Happened really suddenly and I don't know what to say. Can you help? And literally I sat staring at this text for ages because I was like, what the... I, I was like, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I literally don't yeah. know what helps people. And I think because everybody deals with it so differently, it's so hard to give somebody a certain answer straight back. Like, I think if if it was a few months down the line or a few weeks down the line, I could help a bit more. But when it's the very next day, I think those days are really difficult, kind of tender moments. So it's like, how do you approach them with people? I think honesty is the best policy. If you don't know what to say, just say to them, I don't know what to say. Because yeah. I have absolutely no clue of how you're, what you're going through. And, I, and my mum's heard, you know, people say that to her and people have said that to me. And I, I appreciate that more. You know, yeah, because they've got all the best intentions, uh, but they're being honest, <laughs> and at least you know that you're not alone, and they are trying. 
Yeah, you're right. As always. As always. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like you I feel like you are um just very wise on this already. (laughs) Just making it up as I go along. (laughs) That's what we're all doing, mate. You're very cute looking this whole dead parent thing. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like you've been here before. (laughs) So speaking on that then, well, I suppose you just said, like the most, like the best thing that someone could say is just to be honest, was there anything else that was really helpful or valuable at the time that someone either said or did for you? Um, I think for us, it was, well, for me personally as well, uh, when my dad died, uh, the whole village that we live in, they just came, they congregated together, uh, and they did his wake for us. Um, they, you know, they did the the food, they hosted it at the the pub that he used to go to, um, and they just, they they absolutely just, you know, they smashed it, it was it was amazing. It was everything he would ever have wanted for a wake. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that is the biggest thing. You know, if you're going to say, if there's anything I can do, I'll do it, then do it. Because, you know, even the smallest things, uh, our next door neighbour, uh, you know, mowed our lawn for us for a couple of weeks, Aww. you know, as we were getting, you know, our feet back on the ground sort of thing. So it is actually, you know, go out and do the stuff that you said that you will happily do instead of saying it and then sitting back and watching us unfurl. <laughs> oh that's so nice. I love that. Like I love it. So I live on a in a kind of a road in a community a little bit like that because um my parents are really religious so we had like a church family as well so they did loads for us at the time but it is it's those things behind the scenes isn't it like somebody moaning along because that can so easily be forgotten and then like suddenly become overwhelmed with all these tasks that you have to do and mow the lawn is just like fuck that like my dad's just died I don't want to mow the bloody lawn yeah exactly exactly so like when my mum uh when my mum saw that you like you know known the, the garden and whatnot she just sort of she just cried she, you yeah. know it's just the small things really does yeah, help they're like, oh, why are you crying because your husband just died but no someone's just not my lord it's <laughs> <laughs> just so cold i love that that's so nice oh big up the village yeah what what village are you from malton oh malton i've got some great memories there yeah, it's a lovely place, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I used to play out on the streets there when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, lived there all my life. And oh. Yeah, my dad was known as the legend, so... <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So how old was your dad at the time? He was 63. Gosh. And what did your dad do? He's been a labourer all his life. <laughs> so, you know, hard work. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best, though. They always have so many people that care about them though I think yeah exactly you know he's been all over the place <laughs> so was your dad like very aware that he was dying then this is a conversation that we are always having in, in our family because we think that he was aware yeah. uh, apparently around about Christmas time he went to my cousin and said uh, I've been coughing up blood um, but he never went to my mum about it he never told us about it he went to my cousin instead I think he had an inkling of us. Uh, at some point when he was really ill he said can you look up the symptoms for this for what I'm feeling so I looked up all the symptoms and I thought this is a bad idea because it's going to say you're dying or something like that you know yeah. how you do you've got a cold and 
city dying. Um, and I said, I, I listed out all the things like it could have been, it could have been gallstones, blah, blah, blah. And it has, oh, it's got, it could be uh, esophagus, esophagus cancer. Let's get past that. And he went, what? What was that? <laughs> I said it could have been cancer. He was like, oh, great. So I think he had an idea of what it was, but he wasn't letting us know. I think he was trying to protect us, really. Um, He was a a really manly man. He was the, you know, he was the uh, breadwinner of the family. I don't think he wanted us to worry about him and um, see him as a sick man, I think. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Did it, you said you're close to your mum, but were you close to her before? And like, has it changed your relationship since then? Well, I've always been close to my mum. Me and my mum are one of those, like, you know, those relationships where you tell each other absolutely everything. Oh. <laughs> um, so. I had one of them, but then she died. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's just a Christmas <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, uh, we, we've always been that like really close. Uh, and then when she, uh, when it happened, um, we obviously we did get a bit closer. Um, you know, when you cry in front of each other that much, you're gonna have to be a bit closer than usual. I think it's more of a case that we were aware of each other a bit more and and aware of of, of how something might make was feel like a song or something like that we're aware of it if something's really sad song is going to come on turn off the radio <laughs> i'm not listening to, listening to that <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you can probably share thoughts just by looking at each other can't you like mm-hmm. yeah and say that that happened i mean don't get me wrong it is really difficult um you know because we're, we're still living in the house where i was brought up it's just me my mum and the dogs um, so it is really difficult. We're still mother and daughter. We still like fight and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think we are still close. But it's, I think it's more difficult now. Although we're still really close, it is difficult to keep it going because of what's happened. Yeah, well, there's always that underlying thing, isn't there? I suppose like, and you, whenever you see each other, you probably both always think about your dad as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's always those memories and. In the, living in the house itself is just everywhere you look it's just the memory and yeah it's it's it is hard and you know I'm looking to move out soon but I'm so scared of moving out and leaving my mum alone because that's going to be the first time in about 27 years that she's been alone 
in the house. So I don't, I'm not looking forward to that day, that's for sure. We had this conversation last week, didn't we, Sam? Yeah, about f- feeling responsible for that parent that you got left. Yeah, you really do. Because you're, you're in the same boat, Kat. Yeah, in my house now. I've got I've got two older brothers. They're like 29, no, they're 13, 32, I think now. Um, so obviously they moved out a really long time ago. And now in my house, it's just my dad and I. We do have a lodger as well called Brian. Um, but like family-wise, like it's just me and my dad. So I feel very responsible for him. Like, and I'm aware of him day to day. I'm aware of when he's having a bad day. I'm aware of when he's not doing anything with his days. I'm aware of what food he's eating. And I'm like, I don't want you to die as well. of like a heart attack. Like, I nag him a lot. But I'm also terrified of making the decision to move out. Which, so I, I can totally sympathise with your thoughts there. Because I think it is really hard. Yeah. I, it, yeah, I'm really not looking forward to that decision. Um and it's not going to be far off as well, but I'm sort of pushing it further and further back now. Um, you know, I was supposed to be moving out this year. That was the plan. Um, but that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are, you, where are you moving out to? Well, luckily, I've not enough money to move far away. <laughs> uh, so it'll probably still be in Northwich or the surrounding area anyway. So I'm not going to be yeah. too far away. But I think it's just that having someone in the house yeah definitely you are you gonna move in with anybody else or will you be on your own i'll be on my own yeah so you might even find it difficult as well yeah yeah it will be difficult i mean for me it's it it won't be as difficult because you know i'll be moving out i'll be doing what you're 23 year olds supposed to do move out get you know get new friends and and you know make make a life for for myself and yeah. i've had this conversation with my mom so many times and she said you know she doesn't want to hold me back she wants me to go and do the things and go out and things um but i just keep on thinking what it must be like in her shoes and you know once i've moved out it's going to be an empty house it's going to be her and the dogs and it's not going to be like the future that she's envisioned for herself and that's what really just makes it harder for me to move out i think it's going to happen one day but not now. <laughs> uh, what dogs have you got? I've uh, got two doggies. They are a cross between a Jack Russell and a Westie. One are called Socks oh. and Oh my god, I bet are they absolutely mad? They are. <laughs> god, yes. What are their names? Socks and Otto. So one's oh. small and black, and that's Socks. And then the other one's taller, and he's white. And they're brothers, funnily enough. Oh, that's so cute. And they're that's so really loud. Sucks and Otto. Oh. So she'll have some pets to keep her company then. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, she always says, you know, that they're, 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 they're the thing that sort of help her in the morning to get up. She says, I love you, Laura. Oh. But <laughs> the dogs. <laughs> the dogs actually need walking. You don't need putting a lead on and getting out the house, do you? Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah I really I really sympathize that I think that's really brave of you and like it's a really positive first step to make because I think once you've nipped that in the book you know I think it's a really big thing so yeah I'll definitely be coming to you for advice when it's finally my time how do I do this how do I do this how do I leave I give you some wisdom as, as usual yeah yes have you had many people around you, Laura, that have lost parents as well? 
I used to have a friend back in high school who she lost her dad like when she was a baby. So for her, it it was a, it was just a way of life. That's all she ever knew. But since since high school, no, I've not had anyone who's lost a parent. Um, it's just so it's just basically been me and my brother sort of learning on our own sort of thing. Uh, but actually, funnily enough, on uh, New Year's Eve, I went out and I was having a good old party and I went to the toilets as you do and I met this girl in the toilets as you do she's now a best friend obviously um (laughs) but we really bonded over the fact that she also lost her mum over the Christmas period um and so we were just really 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 bonded over that and we're still talk we're still talking now and actually we're going to be meeting up again so it was really nice to meet somebody who's been through it and it's yeah. so easy to talk to somebody who's been through it and he's just like a breath of relief you're like oh thank god for that <laughs> yeah oh black yes to the dpc mm. it's amazing like the relationships that you form with people that have also mm. lost parents like they're literally incomparable yeah, yeah it's like a different level of friendship i think yeah it's the ability to be like to text them out of the blue and be like, I feel like shit today. Like, I miss my mum and my dad so much. Whereas, mm. like you said at the start of the podcast, sometimes when you feel like you're texting like your other friends saying that, it's like, oh, everybody say, feel sorry for me, pity party me. Whereas if you're saying that to somebody that understands, they can be like, oh, God, like, I know how you feel. Uh, like, I feel like that as well today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of that that shared pain, unfortunately, is is beneficial. It brings people so much closer, though, doesn't it, Sam? You're so right, mate. Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you noticed, Laura, but Sam is in Aus- Australia. Yeah, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> so we're somehow managing to keep this going. It's basically this is an excuse that we created to make sure we speak as much as possible. <laughs> Literally. Well, that's a good excuse. <laughs> good excuse to yeah. parents. <laughs> it's like, Sam, if we do a podcast where we have to post something every week, then we can't go a week without speaking. So this is a really good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was so true. Because also I am like terrible for contacting people. Like I just never reply to anybody. I never reach out or anything, so the fact that we have to, I'm like, no, no, I actually have to reply, otherwise this isn't going to happen. <laughs> and I'm one of those people, I look at a text and go, oh, I'll answer that later, two days later. <laughs> Who my friends go mad at me for, I am the worst. I've, I've just admitted to my friend now that he sends me like massive paragraphs and then I'll ignore that because I can't bother to look, reading it and then he'll send me another massive massive paragraph about something else and I've just admitted to him now that I I, I don't I only answer the paragraphs that interest me I leave all the other stuff out <laughs> yeah just so you know <laughs> speaking of friends like do you think it's changed your relationship with some of your friends? Like, do you feel like you've kind of grown closer to some of them? Do you feel like it's difficult to talk about with some some of them? I think the friendship themselves, they're, they're, they're still ongoing. They're still my friends. Still love them. Oh, still picking over. <laughs> but I think so, sometimes I feel like they're not really... Um, 
helping as much as I'd like them to be able to and yeah. in certain aspects of my life now um so that's where meeting other new friends that they can sort of fill or help you know fulfill that hole that I need now in terms of friendship I've got my friends that I've known for years and years but now they, they can't sort of cover the whole aspect of my life now so mm. that's where meeting like people like you and, and that girl in the toilets that they sort of sort of fill in that other hole <laughs> I can be your new friend yay I really like your voice <laughs> do you <laughs> I've been told it's really posh. <laughs> you are quite well spoken, actually. Oh, yeah, I don't know why. All I'm those <laughs> all those years of drama training. Yeah. Yes, that is it. <laughs> it's those Cheshire girls for you. You can either be really posh or you can be scum of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and we've got both on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no middle ground. You either for no. that. It's either or. It's a bit like Newark, Sam. No, mate. Newark's only got one end of that spectrum. <laughs> so true. <laughs> oh, funny. Okay, so we've spoken about your friends and stuff and, like, changing relationship with them and, like, your pairing and stuff like that. So we're going to take it a little bit deeper now. Like, do you think that it's changed the way that you go about your life and, like, your attitude towards it and wanting to kind of reach your hopes and dreams or like you've got like a different you've got a different as, different attitude towards life yeah on the most part I do uh on my good days you know I'm I'm sort of I I sort of I'm more open to more like new new things mm. uh, I was always quite nervous about trying new things before my dad died and then I did the, I, I did his eulogy when he died oh, um, wow, brave. did you stand up and do it yeah yeah um you go so in the eulogy, <laughs> it was hard <laughs> it was so hard I'm not surprised yeah well no one else is gonna do it <laughs> um oh. so yeah I, I did his eulogy and in the eulogy I said you know everything I do now I'm gonna do it for dad Know, for myself but also and I do it to make my dad proud everything that I do it's for him you know even if it's get a new job I'm doing it for him I'm, I'm making sure that I make the best of my life because he'd want me to have the best life even if it's not like necessarily being rich and successful as long as I'm happy and that's the main thing trying to be happy and what with everything that's gone on that is so difficult to do because I have my bad days and I have days where I can't I don't want to get out of the bed and I have no motivation um but then on the good days yeah it's just sort of about making the most of it and you know making what you want of your life so I'm just gonna grab the ball by the horns and just go for it and I think that's what my dad wanted me to do that's all I ever wanted was to us to be happy and that's the main thing I'm focusing on I'm not overthinking everything, which is what I tend yeah. to do. <laughs> I love that. Like I understand, I understand. Like your priority changes from, you know, like traditional success to being like, I just want to be happy. Actually, yeah. I mean, my dad was like a simple man. It sounds really bad. He is a simple man. <laughs> uh, 
we had simple pleasures. His simple pleasures were like going to the pub with his friends, having a good little drink, uh, you know, coming home to his family and Christmases. He loved his Christmases and his barbecues. Simple pleasures, and that's all I'm after. Simple pleasures now. <laughs> yeah, I think you, I like you really tend to sit back sometimes and look around you and like really enjoy the moment that you're in a little bit more. I think. Mm, definitely. Like, yeah. Certain times with family and friends, or when you're doing something really fun, you can think and you can think back and be like, "Oh, like my dad would really enjoy this," or "I'm really enjoying this now because because he's gone, I, like I'm enjoying it even more." Which is a weird thing, but just because you notice things a lot more, I think. Yeah, exactly. You you realise how special those moments are that you've got with the people that you're with. It sounds so cheesy, but it is. It's true. You know, if you lost something, it sort of makes the other stuff bigger and, and it's better. sad isn't it it it's so true you see all that stuff all the time that it takes you to lose something to realize all the good in everything else. yeah it is it's sad it is sad that it's that that has to open your eyes you have to lose a parent or something for you to really realize yeah. what you've got but I'm, I'm glad that i have realized yeah. that's the thing i think it's one of the good things about this podcast really because we are kind of getting out there and a lot of people listen to this podcast that actually haven't lost a parent and I think part of it maybe some of the reasons behind it because by listening you get a kind of awareness of what you've actually got whilst it's there which is so good yeah yeah completely I'm so glad that people who don't haven't haven't lost somebody uh, listening to the podcast because like you say it's it's good to understand at least try to understand and that's the main thing that I really appreciate from people is when they try to understand and they make that effort um so I, I mentioned I don't know yeah I mentioned that I do poetry now and again you know writing um, oh yeah come to this yeah so when, when I do the poetry um my mum started to put it in a book now like she gets them oh, out she rewrites yeah. them out she puts them in this book um and she one day she said i'm going to take this to work with me so she put it in the middle of the uh, staff room she said laura's written a bunch of poems read those and you'll get a tiny understanding of what i feel like so she left it there for the whole day and throughout the whole day all these teachers and, and you know staff members came downstairs just hugged her Oh. And they said, I didn't realise. And they were just crying and, and whatnot. And they said, if if she feels like that, if Laura feels like that from losing her dad, I don't want to know what you're going through. So it's, it yeah, it's nice that people will take the time to read some poems and, and, and understand what you're going through or try to understand and put yourself, put themselves in your shoes. And it's the same with... That's amazing. Yeah, and it's the same with, like, listening to this podcast, you know, making that effort. To try and understand what someone's going through, yeah. If you um, if you'd be open to it, we'd love for you to send some of your um poems over to us, and we'll we'll post them on our page, and obviously your name will be on it and stuff. Because I think, I think poetry is such an amazing way to reach to people. Because yeah, that'd be great. You can get so much emotion in such a short amount of words, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, I'd be at work, for example. Not in work time, let me just say that. Yeah. <laughs> but lunch lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be lunchtime and you know, I'll be feeling a bit upset and I'll just get a pen and paper and I'll just start writing. 
I'm literally within 10 minutes I've written a poem and that is all it takes and I feel much better after that and I, ah, I've had a tear I've written it down yeah. and I feel much better it's such a good outlet I always say this whenever somebody comes onto the podcast and says that they're like writing stuff to help themselves through it I'm like yes because I just think it can help everybody just writing down what mm. you're thinking and how you're feeling just it does so much it really does and it's also like shared interests if you had a shared interest with you know your parent or whoever you've lost um me and my dad although my dad could not sing for the life of him um (laughs) I enjoy singing and I like to think I'm not too shabby at singing (laughs) um so I enjoy singing so I'll go out and sing uh one of his favorite songs or something like that and it makes me feel a bit closer to him as well that's so nice it always makes me want to write poetry because every like <laughs> everyone that we have on here that is like all the wisest people are writing poetry, and I'm like maybe that's maybe that's what I need to do. <laughs> Just go for it. Just start writing something, and <laughs> you'll be surprised. Sam, I would love to read your poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I really would. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm gonna do it. Roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> My dad is red, and yours is too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> I want, I want that like on a. In like a frame on my wall. <laughs> so good. I want that, you know, like disguised, disguised, like but like proper written out like a proper really nice poem with like a nice <laughs> illustration or something. <laughs> Sell it as merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a t-shirt. We're great. I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt. Oh, that would be amazing. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Please, see our store for more details. <laughs> Hashtag merch. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Well, I'm really happy with that. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, Hello. <laughs> oh, um, so on the note of you know, telling people to write poetry. This is our kind of, like, final, like, hero question. Laura, what would you say to other people that have experienced something similar to what you've been through? That is so difficult. (laughs) Um, That is such a difficult question. I just take every day as it comes and make sure you've got close people around you um, and, and don't push anybody away at all you need absolutely everybody there um yeah yeah just keep the close people with you <laughs> it's a really difficult question just make sure you've got your family and friends close to you i think that's a really cliche one answer but it's the most truest <laughs> yeah it's not it's not cliche because it's very applicable yeah is there anything else that you do um that help except for like writing and stuff um I I honestly think meeting new people has really helped me um I think getting out don't lock yourself in your room because 
you're going to go crazy and, you, and you're going to overthink things. You're going to be thinking about things you don't want to be thinking about. Um, although it is great to think about things and think about your last mum or dad. Um, it is also good to get out, live your life, you know, meet new people, make new friends who may understand, uh, make new memories, go new places, travel, be happy. Be happy. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid to make decisions that seem scary at the time, but will make you happy in the future. Exactly. That's a nice little quote from Sam Bigler there. <laughs> you, are, you are my inspiration. Hashtag, I like it. Hashtag inspiration. <laughs> Dead spell. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> oh, oh, you're a poet. <laughs> there are... So many, there are so many Instagrammable moments in this podcast. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a fantastic week for social media. Hashtag Oh, I love it. I'm really looking forward to you sending some of your poetry in there. I will literally be so excited over that. I hope they're good enough. (laughs) I love that. That's the thing, though. It's horrible, like, sharing other people. You're like, oh, God, please. For me. <laughs> They're mine. <laughs> we had a girl a few weeks ago called Em Brader and she wrote a lovely poem, didn't she? Yeah. Sam? Yeah, and she read it out to us and it was like the and she said the same yeah. thing because she was like, This is the first time anyone else has read this. And she was like, and also it's really weird when you actually read your own poetry out loud. Yeah. Mm. Well, I was going to go to like a poetry, well, not a poetry reading, but like an open mic night, you know, um, at, in Costa in Northwich. Um, and I, you know, I had my name down and everything and I had my poems in my pocket and I was going to read out a couple of poems. And then I was sat there and I was like, no, I can't. It's too depressing. <laughs> I can't read all these out to all these people. I'll just make them all depressed and want to leave. <laughs> so I, in, the end, in the end, I didn't do it and I kicked myself for it because I think it would have been really helpful. But I think at the time I wasn't really ready to show my poems. But yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to show it. <laughs> show them off. Yeah, you definitely should. Please do. Like, I don't think there are so many people that will that will relate out there. Mm. Like, I reckon there must be really hundreds of people with dead parents in Northwich. Yeah, they need to come out. The yeah, or or a dead, like a dead someone. Like, and that's the thing. It's like we we not we never want to talk about death and stuff because we don't want to either burden or make people like sad or whatever but it's the one thing that almost, you can guarantee almost every single person in that room can empathize with mm. yeah i i literally follow a disgusting amount of poetry accounts on instagram like my insta homepage is literally just me scrolling through a shit ton of depressing poetry <laughs> But I love it. It's a great, great way to spend your time. That's for sure. <laughs> nothing like a nothing like a cheery Instagram feed in the morning. <laughs> like... it, it really sets me up for the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's really shareable content. Sometimes I go to share something, then I think, oh god, no, people are going to think that I'm really, really, like, really depressed. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, if it, if it like resonates with how you're feeling, it's it should be able yeah. to share it and. And not really care what other people think about that's it. Thing, that's the thing with poetry, you know? though, you know, it's just, it's amazing how you can relate to five words on a screen so much. Mm, yeah. God, I love it. You know what I love about poetry? Oh, yeah. You don't have to rhyme it. 
<laughs> it can literally just be thoughts and that's it. You don't have to write. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the ideal thing about it, isn't it? Like, it just, it can go against all norms. And, like, it doesn't have to be, like, a book where it has, like, a start, middle and end. It can just be loads of random shit mm. on a page. And you can finish it and be like, that actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> exactly. It, just, it doesn't make sense when you're writing it. And then you read over it and you go, well, actually, I'm a genius. <laughs> I bought it. That's some, that's some hashtag dead spur right there. Yeah. <laughs> dead spur. Oh, that is phenomenal. <laughs> that is iconic. Thank you so much for introducing us to that. Yeah. My pleasure. That and that poem are going to stick with me forever. <laughs> um, Laura, was there, um, before we sign off, was there anything else um, that you had in mind that you really wanted to say that you haven't managed to say or anything? Because I know sometimes we might gloss over stuff or um I'm not quite sure because I've, I've said a lot really haven't I <laughs> just you know just be there for people be there, be there for people for those who haven't lost be there for the people who have and for those who have lost you know there yeah. are there are other people out there who are going through the same thing and they would be there for you as well so look for those people Fair i have loved this yeah i've really liked this thank you so much for coming on laura like it means a lot to have people thank you for yeah thank you for reaching out that's all right that's amazing <laughs> yeah i think it really helped me it helps me to be fair to like talk about it and and let other people know how i'm feeling so. oh, you're an absolute ledge yeah and so wise <laughs> why were we this wise like six months later <laughs> I was just, I was still drunk. You were. Like you were like knee deep in booze and dominoes at this point. Jesus, yeah. Wow. Well, Laura, thank you so, so much. No problem. We really appreciate it. Um, it's all right. I'm here twenty four seven. Yeah. If you ever, um, if you ever want to go for a coffee or anything, Laura, I literally work in town, so that's handy. It'd be lovely. Be nice. But I, I love, I love meeting people face to face. You know. Yeah, it's much easier. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it'd be lovely. It's been so nice to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and good luck in your uh, future move and abandoning the only parent you have left. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. Right. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's DPC podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today. If you've resonated with anything we've said, have any questions or want to get involved, please do contact us. We're on Instagram. It's at DPC Podcast. You can email us on dpcpodcast at hotmail.com or we have a contact form on our website www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. We have a whole bunch of resources over on our website, more information about dealing with grief, losing a parent and professionals to contact if you should need it. Because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast, we're not providing healthcare, we're just chatting shit. (laughs) If you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. We upload new podcasts every week, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. See See you next Tuesday. Nailed it. Nailed it. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.